Okay, it is 11.06 p.m. on the East Coast, 8.06 p.m. on the West Coast. Andrew Cuomo, do you know where your elderly nursing home population is, sir? Oh, they're dead. Oh, that's right, they died. And honestly, who cares? Who cares if it's 33% or 20% or whatever percent? They died. We have breaking news from Andrew Cuomo. Well, on Andrew Cuomo from the New York Times, effectively known as uh, in conservative media as the New York Slimes. Now, they broke this at 10.05 p.m., just about an hour ago. And this is what it reads. Breaking news. Aides to Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York rewrote a report by state health officials to hide how many nursing home residents died in the pandemic. I'm like, okay, well, look at this. The New York Times is has finally decided to start reporting actual statistics that are damning on Andrew Cuomo now. Where were they a year ago when Andrew Cuomo Put the executive order into play. March 25th, executive order. COVID positive patients are going into nursing homes. And he wasn't the only one. It happened in other Democratic states. But there wasn't a word on it. But now, after Andrew Cuomo can't attack Donald Trump anymore, because that was always the objective, get Donald Trump out of office, now they're going after him. Maybe there is a little bit of journalistic integrity left in the New York Times. The headline in the actual article itself, I have it right in front of me here. Cuomo AIDS rewrote nursing home report to hide higher death toll. J. David Goodman and Danny Hakim writing top aides to Governor Andrew Cuomo were alarmed. Oh my goodness gracious. A report written by state health officials had just landed. And it included a count of how many nursing home residents in New York had died in the pandemic. If you ask Andrew Cuomo, who cares? Who cares how many died? They died. The number, more than 9,000 by that point in June, was not public. And the governor's most senior aides wanted to keep it that way. They rewrote the report to take it out. This is according to interviews and documents reviewed by the New York Times. The extraordinary intervention which came just as Mr. Cuomo was starting to write a book on his pandemic achievements. They should put that in quotation marks, pandemic achievements. What did he achieve? 50,000 or 15,000 uh, nursing home deaths on Andrew Cuomo's hands? because of his executive order is that what he achieved throughout this pandemic make himself look like a total incompetent fool that was one of his achievements throughout the pandemic show that he has no compassion and no care whatsoever for new yorkers during the pandemic there's another accomplishment for cuomo writing a book about leadership lessons in leadership throughout the pandemic when we know now 
it should have been Florida Governor Ron DeSantis writing lessons in leadership during a pandemic. How about his Emmy Award? I mean, are you kidding me? Now we know that why he got the Emmy Award. It was for his acting. He wants everyone to uh, calm down, settle down. Things are great. The greatest governor in the entire world, let alone country, is driving and navigating this ship through the coronavirus pandemic. Well, what was his strategy? Put COVID patients into nursing homes and then lie about the death toll. It's not like he had the Javits Center available for him for COVID patients. Oh, that's right. He did. But he couldn't put COVID patients in there because it would have gotten Donald Trump way too much credit. On top of that, the USNS Comfort was docked in New York and Andrew Cuomo put nobody aboard that ship. Both things that Donald Trump did looking out for the whole country. You know, he he gave a lot of responsibility to states. That's Donald Trump who did that. And New York let him down. So you know what he had to do? He said, you know what? Cuomo and New York are incredibly incompetent. The leadership there is leading to death upon death because of COVID. So you know what? I'm going to intervene. I'm going to make sure that I give them the resources. And on top of that, the ventilators. I need 30,000 ventilators. No, you didn't. You total idiot. Donald Trump sent ventilators here to New York anyway. It was Donald Trump. If Donald Trump wasn't the president, who knows what the total number of deaths would have been due to COVID because of Andrew Cuomo's incompetence. Andrew Cuomo has nobody to blame but himself. But the ironic thing about it is he will never blame himself. He's had chance after chance all throughout those press conferences that he gave. He could have said, you know what? This was a bad move on my part. On my administration's part, this was not smart to do. But he has never taken an ounce of responsibility for any of his decisions. But when something happens that he perceives is good, he's the first one off. Good. I did a good job here. That's not what leadership is. Leadership is when things go wrong, you singularly take the blame. When things go right, you give credit to everyone else. Andrew Cuomo's not a leader. Andrew Cuomo is a coward. New York is in far worse shape than it's ever been before because of Andrew Cuomo. Just take a look at our debt in New York State. Take a look at our COVID deaths in New York State. Take a look at our taxes thanks to Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York City, and that's it. At this point, the New York City mayor, Bill de Blasio, who's another fellow Democrat, doesn't even get along with Andrew Cuomo. And I think there's if there's one thing in New York State that Democrats and Republicans both agree on, it's that Andrew Cuomo has been terrible. He's been awful all throughout this pandemic. He's a liar. He's a coward. He's a scoundrel. You call him whatever it is that you want to call him. But here's the worst part about it. Here's the absolute worst thing about Cuomo's leadership throughout this pandemic. There will still be a large portion of Democrats in this state 
that go to that polling booth in November of next year and vote for Andrew Cuomo. And listen, if he's not on the ticket, they're going to vote for that Democrat, whoever that may be. They just poll. I have a great friend who calls it pulling the donkey lever. Very funny and humorous. Obviously, the donkey is the symbol of the Democrat Party, and that couldn't be any more fitting for all of them. I mean, look at not only Cuomo's leadership, look at what Biden's got going on. 117,000 unaccompanied migrants flooding into our country. Be, and, and, and make no mistake, he could stop it. He could get tougher on it the way that Donald Trump was tough on the border, building a wall that was longer than 460 miles, but he doesn't want to. For God's sakes, they're even wearing shirts that say Biden. Please let us in. And he's obliging. It's unbelievable what's going on in this country right now. Anyway, let me continue on with Andrew Cuomo. After the state attorney general revealed earlier this year that thousands of, death of deaths of nursing home residents had been undercounted, Mr. Cuomo finally then released the complete data, saying he had withheld it out of concern that the Trump administration might pursue a politically motivated inquiry into the state's handling of the outbreak in nursing homes. All they said, and this was Melissa DeRosa, Cuomo's aide, said, listen, we're terrified of a federal investigation. Now see, now check this out. See how the New York Times writes it. They're still partisan Democrats at heart. So they say that it's a, uh, what did they say? A politically motivated inquiry. It had nothing to do with politics. It had everything to do with saving American lives. There should be a federal investigation. And I believe there is a federal investigation ongoing right now. But this, and, and now this is, a, make no mistake about it. This right here, and then the report that we had on January 28th, the New York Times, New York severely undercounted virus deaths in nursing homes, report says. Both of these things are endorsements for Letitia, for Letitia James. The New York Times now, they want Letitia James to be governor of New York. Andrew Cuomo doesn't help them anymore. Andrew Cuomo doesn't help the Democrat Party anymore. You can see the way that they are completely turning on him. And this, by the way, the nursing home deaths, this should not, we should not just forget about this because now there's three sexual harassment allegations against the governor. We can't, this is, listen, you can make the argument that this is far worse than that. Obviously, the sexual harassment allegations are bad, and obviously, he denies them, which, and he, and, and this is the funniest part about it. He says, you got to let the facts come out first. You didn't afford Justice Kavanaugh the facts first. You were saying he should take a lie detector test. So why should we give you something that you didn't give to Justice Kavanaugh? Why is it different when it's a Republican versus if it's a Democrat? And all the mainstream media, by the way, who were saying we need to believe all women. Even Democrats in the Senate and in the House were saying believe all women. Women need to be believed. Where are they now? Absolutely nowhere to be found. Because what are they good at? Politicizing, polarizing, and dividing. 
they have no morals no principles about them at all now see we as conservatives when it came to the allegations put forward against brett kavanaugh and i said it at the time i will not be afraid to say you can even go back if you wanted to and ask my college professor he asked our entire class i'll never forget this day he said do you think that she's credible or is this all politics i said this is all politics professor you won't know her name you won't hear from her in a year to two years time and guess what here we are what happened to christine blase ford nothing because she's a liar and she she should be prosecuted for lying under oath anyway back to cuomo the central role played by the governor's top aides reflected the lengths to which mr cuomo has gone in the middle of a deadly pandemic to control data brush aside public health expertise and bolster his position as a national leader in the fight against the corona virus as the nursing home report was being written the new york state health department's data contained in a chart reviewed by the times that was included in a draft put the death toll roughly 50 percent higher than the figure being cited publicly by the cuomo administration now I'm still uh, dissecting the entire article, but this was something that really stood out to me. And this is a full quote from the article. By late spring, Republicans were suggesting that the order had caused a deadly spread of the virus in nursing homes. Again, Andrew Cuomo's March 25th executive order saying COVID positive patients, you guys are headed to the nursing homes. Mr. Cuomo still dis, uh, disputed it. Still, though, critics and others seized on the way the state was publicly reporting deaths. Unlike other states, New York excluded residents who had been transferred to hospitals and died there, effectively cloaking how many nursing home residents had died of COVID-19. This 33-page report, which was issued in July, by the state health department found that mr cuomo's policies they weren't to blame but it became a turning point in the albany debate over the governor's policies the day after the report was published legislators began calling for hearings and requesting complete data public health officials criticized its approach a think tank began seeking the data the next month as did the justice department Health officials, nursing home operators, and even some of Mr. Cuomo's aides expressed bafflement as the, at the governor's apparent insistence on delaying the release of the data for so long. As none of the information released so far has changed the overall number of COVID deaths in New York. Now, more than 47,000, including more than 15,000 nursing home residents that that's andrew cuomo's record that's andrew cuomo's pandemic accomplishments over forty-seven thousand new yorkers dead because of covid and he says who cares they died but the july report now that report allowed cuomo to treat the nursing home issue as resolved last year paving the way for him to focus on touting new york's success in controlling the virus quote i am now thinking about writing a book about what we went through mr cuomo said four days after the report's release 
his first public comments about a possible book. Now, I'm going to get to the point here. Like I said, this this is it, it, it's hot off the press, baby. Just came out about an hour ago. By this point, though, he was already seeking approval. Get this. This is what Andrew Cuomo had on the top of his mind. This was his priority, what I'm about to read to you. By that point, he was already seeking formal approval from a state ethics agency to earn outside income from book sales, according to a person with knowledge of his planning at the time. So Andrew Cuomo was not concerned about keeping COVID contained and slowing the spread and enforcing social distancing and, and masks and going around and wearing masks and staying six feet away, whatever all the guidelines that are put forward to you now. He was concerned about getting sales from his book while New Yorkers were dying. Do you see what Andrew Cuomo has always prioritized throughout all of COVID? That's making himself look good. Trying to get a profit from COVID. He got a book. He got sales from those books, from the, uh, the books that were sold. He got an Emmy, for goodness sakes. This was all, and remember, this was all last year. Now, magically, right, when there's a new administration in Joe Biden, which, by the way, we have 1,417 days left to go in Joe Unity's administration. Now that he's in office, though, now the mainstream media can go after him. It's unbelievable. Where And you know, th there is such a need for concern. This should indicate why there is such a need for conservative media. Because conservative media, including this program, has been going after Andrew Cuomo and saying, are you, are you guys missing this executive order he signed March 25th? Putting COVID positive patients into nursing homes? Or do you just not want to report on it? That's exactly, I think it's the latter. I think they wanted no part of reporting on it at all. But now that Joe Biden's in office, oh yeah, now it's fine. Now we can go after Andrew Cuomo. I think if Letitia James, if Letitia James, New York Attorney General, runs for um, governor, I think the New York Times will endorse her. This is what this is. The New York Times wants Letitia James to be governor. I truly believe that. And you know what's funny? And we're going to get to him in a second. Uh, 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 Fredo Cuomo, Chris Cuomo, um, Andrew Cuomo's brother. And it was you remember on CNN? They were laughing and joking while New Yorkers were dying. I, wa I truly want everyone to think of that. When you see Andrew Cuomo on TV... And he's saying literally anything. I want you to remember that he hid the death toll of COVID patients dying in nursing homes to help promote his own book. Look into the man's eyes and think of what a villain, what a disgusting, vile piece of trash Andrew Cuomo is. Worst part about it, worst part about it is that if he runs... For a fourth term, he's still going to get votes. People will still vote for this pile of garbage. 
It's truly unbelievable to me. It really is. This is the top story. Now, it, we got more going on with uh, Andrew Cuomo. His accuser, Charlotte Bennett, did a CBS interview today. Quote, he felt like he was untouchable. Charlotte Bennett, Fox News, the citation. Charlotte Bennett, 25-year-old, former aide to New York uh, Governor Cuomo, who accused him of sexual harassment, said during a, televis a televised interview, this was on CBS, of course, that she believed the 63-year-old governor who's single, remember Geraldo Rivera is trying to excuse Andrew Cuomo's action? Oh, he's lonely. He's in the most boring town that there is, Albany, New York. It's okay. You know, he's an older guy. She says that he propositioned her for sex during a workplace meeting. Now, what is it? What is it with the Democrats in sex? Honestly, they care more about sex than they do the American people. You can take that to the bank. Right, this, and by the way, does this not remind you of Slick Willie? How about, oh, it depends on what the definition of is, is. I mean, <laughs> unbelievable. It's laughable. That is absolutely laughable. I give, him, I give him a lot of credit, though, Slick Willie. You know, he lies to the American people. I, 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 I did not, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. And then, oh, well, uh, maybe, maybe we were alone, but they were down the hall and you know, it was never really like we were alone. And he says, well, it depends on what the definition of is, is. I mean, this, this has the you know, flashbacks of, of, of Bill Clinton written all, all over it. Anyway, so. Charlotte Bennett giving the interview to Nora O'Donnell, CBS Evening News. Quote, without explicitly saying it, he implied to me that I was old enough for him and he was lonely. She said the governor at the height of the coronavirus pandemic felt emboldened as his national profile rose amid his daily televised outbreak updates. Quote, I think he felt like he was untouchable in a lot of ways. Bennett alleged that the governor called her into his office on June 5th and told her he was lonely and he was looking for a girlfriend. This is a 63-year-old guy, a 63-year-old man. This is a 25-year-old girl. What is with not only the Democrats and being obsessed with sex, but being obsessed with having sex with younger, younger, younger people? Look at the Lincoln Project. Don't even tell me John Weaver was a Republican, by the way. That is a rhino Democrat through and through. He is a gay pedophile. That's what John Weaver is. That's the legacy the Lincoln Project is going to have. Andrew Cuomo, this isn't much better. 63-year-old guy wanting to sleep with a 25-year-old girl. Quote, I thought he's trying to sleep with me. The governor is trying to sleep with me. And I am deeply uncomfortable and I have got to get out of this room as soon as possible. Bennett also ripped into the governor's attempt at a public apology made as reporters grilled him during his first news conference in more than a week uh, on Wednesday. And remember, Throughout COVID, oh my goodness gracious, he was on there every single day and the media loved him. Oh, look at look at the leadership. 
Look at how brave he is. Look at how courageous Andrew Cuomo is. You know, he's not afraid to give New Yorkers the facts. Oh, I wish Donald Trump was this competent. Now it turns out, as every single thing does, the mainstream media was lying to you. They didn't want to get the facts. They didn't want, they, but don't make no mistake, they didn't want any of this to be true. They wanted Andrew Cuomo to be seen as the hero of COVID from here on out. Anyway, Bennett says, it's not an apology. It's not an issue of my feeling feelings. It's an issue of his actions. The fact is, he was sexually harassing me. And he has not apologized for sexually harassing me. And he can't even use my name. Now, Bennett, who said she had told the governor she was a sexual assault survivor, accused him of harping on the aspect, uh, uh, on that aspect, excuse me, of her background. He asked if I had trouble enjoying being with someone because of my trauma. The governor asked me, if I was sensitive to intimacy during the workday, nonetheless, something that's incredibly, there's a lot of things that are ironic about this. I find myself going back to this word, but it's just so true. It works perfectly in this situation is that every single New York state employee is required to take sexual harassment training in the workplace. And do you know who made that a thing? Oh, that's right. Governor Cuomo. He can't even follow his own rules. I wonder if he took the training. The training that he implemented and mandated for every New York State worker, did he take that himself? Because if he did, he's still refusing to follow it. Uh, she said that due to the governor's position, she felt like she didn't have a choice and she had trouble escaping the conversation. Quote, when I was even thinking of coming forward, I thought, uh, I think that was when I had the most shame. I really was uncomfortable. I feel like people put the onus on the women to, on the woman, excuse me, to shut that conversation down. And by answering, I was somehow engaging in that or enabling it. I didn't feel like I had a choice. Uh, Deborah Katz, who's uh, uh, Charlotte Bennett's um, attorney, says the governor repeatedly said he had no idea he made anyone feel uncomfortable. Well, my client, Charlotte Bennett, reported his sexual, uh, his sexually harassing behavior immediately to his chief of staff and chief counsel. We are confident that they made him aware of her complaint. Now, this has all come with uh, consequences for Andrew Cuomo, but not, this is what I'm talking about, not to the, the consequences that I would like to see. I mean, this, what go, what's going on with Andrew Cuomo, his covering up of nursing home deaths, and now the sexual um, harassment allegations that are against him, this should by all means, this presents a, an opportunity for Republicans to flip New York State. Are they going to get a better chance to do it? I'm not really sure, but I'm not confident in Republicans doing it. I, I Do I wish that New York became a red state? Absolutely, I do, but I'm not sure it's going to happen. Anyway, New Yorkers now, 
say that Cuomo shouldn't resign, but his approval rating has plummeted. New Yorkers do not think Andrew Cuomo should resign amid dual scandals concerning sexual harassment accusations and the undercounting nursing home deaths, but they don't think he should run for re-election either. Quinnipiac University poll released today, 59% of registered New York voters think the embattled governor should stay in office while just 40% say he should resign. Cuomo's approval rating has dropped precipitously amid the scandals, with now just 45% of New Yorkers approving of his performance now compared to in the early months of the coronavirus pandemic, where his approval rating was 72%. Think about that. When he was on TV, blatantly and openly lying to every single person in this country, let alone New Yorkers, he had an approval rating of 72% while he was covering up the nursing home deaths data. Now, after all this information, all after, all, uh, after the truth has finally come out, his approval rating is now 45%. New Yorkers think Cuomo should stay in office. 59% said he should not seek a fourth term in 2022. Now, more than 30 New York state lawmakers, including Republicans and Democrats, are calling for Cuomo's resignation. Now, New York State Senate Majority Leader, and this just came out about an hour ago um, as well. State, this is in the New York Post. State Senate's top Democrat, this is the uh, State Senate Majority Leader, her name is Andrea Stewart Cousins, says, get this, one more accuser, one more, and Cuomo's done. So I guess that for Democrats, so now, by the way, now we have our number. Now the math problem is solved. For Democrats to have to resign over sexual harassment allegations, you need to have four women come out against them. I guess for a woman, it'd be four men come out and say that, yeah, she sexually assaulted me or sexually harassed, uh, harassed me, excuse me. The magic number is now four. For Republicans, it's one. Anyway, get the, listen, listen to what the New York State Senate Majority Leader Andrea Stewart Cousins says. She, uh, she made the taped remarks on Albany Public Affairs Television program Capital Tonight, which were recorded just hours before the CBS News broadcast with um, Charlotte Bennett and Nora O'Donnell. Quote, any further people come forward, I think it would be time to resign. So literally, and remember, this is the party that believes all women, regardless of facts, regardless of truth, they believe all women. Any for one more person, one more person, that's all I need. That's what she's saying here. Any further person coming forward, I think it would be time to resign. Stewart Cousins also said that she could also call for him to step down after State Attorney General Letitia James completes her investigation into Cuomo's behavior. However, that review is not expected to be completed for weeks. Quote, it's heartbreaking in a number of ways. The fact that we are here 
at this time in 2021 really having this conversation so that's what the new york state senate majority leader thinks what does the senate majority leader think because he has been almost as silent as a church mouse on all these allegations but he was out there on every single day when it was the when the allegations were being thrown against justice kavanaugh all we've heard from charles e schumer two days ago schumer saying the allegations against cuomo are quote very troubling and 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 very serious Quote, look the, look, the allegations that have been made by Mrs. Root, Rush, and Miss Boylan and Miss Bennett are serious, very troubling. These women have to be listened to. I've always believed that sexual harassment is not acceptable, must not be tolerated, but refused to say if Andrew Cuomo should resign. Now, the New York Post has stuck on this. They have been all over this bad boy like white on rice. Maureen Callahan, who's a writer at the New York Post, wrote two days ago, how, and I'm, I'm sure she would still have the same opinion to this day, how, how is Chris Fredo Cuomo still on the air at CNN? She writes, is there a bigger joke in broadcast news? Then Chris Cuomo, now he says he can't, he cannot cover his brother. Obviously, he's my brother. Obviously, I can't cover my brother. Now he says he can't because it's a conflict of interest. Oh, you don't say? Apparently, no such conflict arose when Chris Fredo Cuomo constantly hosted his brother during the height of the pandemic, tastelessly turning his nightly news show into the Cuomo Brothers Variety Hour. The governor took time out of his busy schedule, consisting of daily ego baths, dressed up as press conferences, writing a book about leadership while allegedly sexually harassing at least one young employee and eugenically shunting old people with COVID into nursing homes and certain death. Took time out of all of that to answer hard-hitting questions and accusations such as these from little brother Chris. No matter how hard you're working, there's always time to call mom. She wants to hear from you. You know that what people are saying about you really can't be accurate. So it must be hard for you to make sense of what is real and what is true now. I feel for you, he says. This unethical coverage, she writes, by the way, was cheered. It was cheered on by the mass media, the Today Show, Oprah Mag. NBC, by the way, you see what's going on with Oprah and the royal family? I don't, I don't even want to touch that. My goodness gracious. Seems like Meghan Markle's destroying the royal family. But listen, Philip Ward doesn't need to get involved in that. Uh, NBC News, USA Today, to name a few, heartily endorsed it. Now, that's one thing the Cuomo, the Cuomo brothers do. They love one another. New York Times media columnist, Ben Smith wrote last April. On March 30th, the day a Navy hospital ship, the USNS Comfort, arrived in New York, they said, I love you twice each in quick succession. 
This reads more like a soggy diary entry written by a teenage girl. The same day that Smith's column ran in the New York Times, April 5th, 2020, the Times reported that new state data showed 4,183 people had died in New York nursing homes from COVID. Not that Chris Cuomo asked his brother about that, nor has CNN been on top of Governor's Cuo Governor Cuomo's latest scandal, the three credible allegations of sexual harassment against him. She says, and so many on the left still wonder why the mainstream media is mistrusted. 33% of Americans have no trust at all in our media. That's according to a recent Gallup poll. She says, imagine, imagine a CNN anchor admitting on air what we all knew. He couldn't do his job because he's my brother. I, I love you as a brother. He says, obviously, I'll never be objective. We all knew that, she argues. She says, lest we forget his self-indulgent chronicles once he tested positive for COVID, that being Fredo Cuomo according to his own self-report, then roaming around the Hamptons without a mask and calling a local, right, who spotted him a, quote, jackass, loser, fat, tire, biker. That, you know, is that, you, you, you turn on news, you see a news anchor, you say, wow, this guy looks clean, he looks put together, he's giving us the news, he's, he's inspirational, you can grow up and be like him. Does anyone want to be like this guy, Fredo Cuomo, who calls New Yorkers, quote, jackass, loser, fat, tire, bikers, later faking his emergence from basement quarantine on CNN, spanked by management of his New York City building for repeatedly entering, exiting, and riding the elevator without a mask. And as page six of the uh, page six of the New York the New York Post reported last December, Fleck get this now, flexing his muscles and admiring himself in that same mirrored elevator. She says this past year has made one thing painfully obvious: Chris Cuomo isn't at CNN because of his searing intellect, his unique take on the world his prosecutorial questioning of those in power, or his instinct for a good story. No, he's at CNN because his older brother is the governor of New York. If Andrew Quos goes, how much value does Chris actually add? It's funny how their fates are intertwined like that. Now, on top of that, on top of asking the question, why Fredo Cuomo's at CNN at all, why he's still on air at CNN, you got journalists that are criticizing Fredo Cuomo. Yashir Ali writing on Twitter, this is why it was a mistake to allow him to do those interviews with his brother. And don't come to me with, we needed it, it made us happy. If you're going, if you're getting your comfort and joy from a Cuomo Brothers interview, you have bigger problems to deal with, writing, oh, and, and now get this, because remember um, the Pew Research Center pointing out that only 22% of the American uh, adults use Twitter. Every single part of this article is about Twitter. How about this? That was Yashir Ali writing on tweet, uh, Twitter. 
Susan Craig, who writes for the New York Times, tweeted. Uh, Craig's colleague, Times White House correspondent, tweeted. Uh, uh, Annie, 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 excuse me, Annie, Annie Carney tweeted. It's all, I mean, it's all about Twitter. Fisher, Alan Fisher, CNN anchor, writing on Twitter. Again, Twitter is 22% of the American people. And 80, uh, 10% of those people on Twitter. And remember, Twitter is for, is for younger Democrats. They make up 80% of all the tweets from American Twitter. So when it comes to cancel culture, do not ever bow down to that small percentage of people. Anyway, back to the story now. Totally lost my train of thought. Uh, Susan Craig, who writes for the New York Times, writes, The fact CNN ever allowed Andrew Cuomo to appear on Chris Cuomo's show is incomprehensible to me. Uh, Craig's colleague, Times White House correspondent, Annie Carney, echoed her confusion at CNN over allowing a primetime anchor to interview his lawmaker's sibling. That makes sense, she tweeted. What never made sense to me was Chris Cuomo covering him when things were going well for Andrew Cuomo. Al Jazeera, English senior correspondent, Alan Fisher slammed the CNN anchor. Says, so he can cover his brother when he thinks it's good news, but not now? The whole shtick with his brother was wrong then, and this is really apparent now. And you had many others, even Chris Cuomo's colleague, CNN commentator Mary Catherine Hamm. Why is this different from spring and summer of last year? And 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 and, and listen, that's you can use that same sentiment for Andrew Cuomo because he was loved in the media last year, but now. It seems to me the mainstream media has completely and utterly turned on the governor of New York City, and that's it. All right, we got to get to some more news of the day. Donald J. Trump releasing a statement today. He, oh boy, he is not happy with Carl Rove, the architect on C, uh, uh, Fox News. Here's his statement today. Statement from office, uh, was it, 45 office? Carl Rove has been losing for years, except for himself. He's a rhino of the highest order who came to the Oval Office lobbying for 5G for him and a group. After a lengthy discussion with Rove and Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, I said, nope, not qualified. Our nation can do better. On election evening, November 3rd at 10.30 p.m., Rove called me to congratulate me on a great win. I said, thanks, Carl, only to watch the rigged election take its final form. Now, remember, Carl Rove wrote an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal saying that it's over. It's over, uh, Mr. Trump. He said, Rove's voice on Fox is always negative for those who know how to win. He certainly hasn't helped Fox in the ratings department, has he? 31 million people, he says to Carl Rove, listen to my CPAC speech online. And it had among the largest television audience of the week, even though it was on cable at 4 p.m. on Saturday, uh, Sunday afternoon. Carl Rove is all talk and no action. Now, remember, Rove was in the Bush administration. Rove is a Bush guy through and through. Remember, George W. Bush didn't even come out and endorse Donald Trump 
in this election. That George Bush is part of that deep state Washington establishment. Make no mistake about that. Rove is as well. And that's what Donald Trump is highlighting here. He says, Rove, next time, Carl, save your election night phone call and keep doing a great job for the Democrats. Fox should get rid of Carl Rove and his ridiculous whiteboard as soon as possible. More Donald Trump news today. Donald Trump CPAC speech, YouTube wiped it completely. And they also, there's this um, conservative outlet, Right Side Broadcasting uh, News Network, whatever it is, suspended that account for two weeks. How do you like that? The war against conservatives continues from big tech. Uh, you got now, here's a, a piece from Breitbart. Dr. Seuss, remember Dr. Seuss? They wanted to cancel Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss books hold 42 of top 50 on Amazon sales ranking chart. On Wednesday, the one of the band titles, Mick Elligott's Pool, sat in the number two spot on the Amazon list with a sales ranking jumping of 1,489,452%. That's something about conservatives, folks. Conservatives have spending power. Now, got to go to the Biden administration. Let's get into a little bit of it today. Uh, New York Post writing an op-ed uh, today. Why do Biden's handlers have him back in the basement? I'll just take some poll quotes uh, from it. It's sure looking like President Biden's handlers are protecting him from the press. Wednesday, he joined a virtual House Democratic Caucus event with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. And by the way, Nancy Pelosi saying, we don't say open sesame, we say open Biden. <laughs> open Biden. <laughs> you just watch it and you go, what? I mean, what? This is the woman that is Speaker of the House. Open Biden. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. Anyway, so he says, Biden joined House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, delivered some 10 minutes of some prepared remarks, then invited questions. At which point, his microphone and camera free. Ah, see you later. Cut off completely. Yeah, uh, he seemed a bit confused about the agenda saying, so I want to thank you all. I really mean it. I want to thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm happy to, to, to take questions if, if, if that's what you, I'm, I'm supposed to do, Nance. Uh, <laughs> uh, whatever uh, you, you, you want me to do. And then, boom, the screen was totally cut. It was gone. The New York Post argues. Whoever rushed to cut the president off was doing him no favors, but rather inviting questions about when, if ever, he'll do a public give and take that allows for truly challenging questions. Biden has already gone longer than any president in a century without holding a solo press conference. The 15 prior chief executives held a solo press conference within 33 days of taking office. This follows a campaign where he was almost never, ever in a potentially spontaneous situation and showed up in public at all, only when he'd have ample amount of opportunity to rest. 
but he doesn't have the excuse of the pandemic anymore. Certainly not when politicians by the thousands are doing virtual press conferences. This is the most important part of it, which is why I wanted to share it with you. The American people need to know their president is fully engaged with his job and that he is fit to do normal give and take on his own. Otherwise, you're going to start hearing a lot more about the 25th Amendment. And by the way, Joe Biden is doing a complete disservice to the American people. We went from the most transparent president in the entire, maybe throughout the entire history of our country, to the least transparent president that we have ever seen. Joe Biden is a disgrace to the presidency. Joe Biden, every single day, he doesn't do a press conference and he doesn't take questions from the press, who, by the way, he knows that the press is going to be on his side. He is failing the American people. I mean, this guy's a joke. 1,417 days cannot come soon enough. Senator John Barrasso from uh, Wyoming today held up a Biden report card with an F on it. But that F, now that F you can give to the entire administration. He was pinpointing uh, Biden's failure to reopen schools. Now, this is interesting. Randy Weingarten, right, who's the National Teachers Union president, said back, oddly enough, on Chris Cuomo's show, quote, this is her exact quote, my union has been trying to reopen schools since last April, okay? This is what the National Teachers Union president says. My union's been trying to reopen since last April. In the in today.com, NBC News, July 9th, 2020. So this is after last April. Here's your headline. Trump's demand to reopen schools is unconscionable. Teachers Union leader says, you better believe that that was Randy Weingartner saying, quote, uh, if too many of our members believe Donald Trump's hyperbole instead of somebody like Andrew Cuomo's caution about their health and safety, we're going to have a lot of people retire early, quit, take a leave. So at the very same time that kids need these experienced teachers because they're facing three crises, they need people to calm them down focus on their well-being and their instruction, we're going to see a huge brain drain in the next few weeks. That was unconscionable what Trump did for political reasons. So wait a minute. In July, she's saying we still need to be out of school. But then she says my union's been trying to reopen school since last April. A complete and utter lie. Biggest lobbyist group that there is in this country teachers unions and as soon as you criticize teachers look out oh my goodness gracious look out because you're automatically the bad guy how about dr fear ouchy today in red state dr fauci gets really mad at texas and mississippi showing zero self-awareness in the process by the way Connecticut uh, today says they're going to reopen. I think it's on um, March 9th, and they're going to reopen just about everything. And that's a Democrat governor. Uh, Alabama, I think April 9th, uh, they're ending the mask mandate. So states one by one now 
starting to reopen dr fauci your 15 minutes of fame my friend are almost over dr fauci is mad you guys uh banshee writing in red state this time it's at texas and mississippi for daring to get rid of mask mandates and allowing businesses to operate with some uh, semblance of basic freedom he doesn't like the peasants ignoring his edicts edits where you say you know his guidelines fauci called the recent moves inexplicable in an appearance on where else cable news fauci as per usual arrangement continues to completely ignore the lack of correlation between his guidelines and changes in infection and death rates among states that's the new third rail of politics whereby anyone who touches it and asks basic questions gets accused of spreading quote misinformation and ignoring the quote experts you see a true critical assessment of outcomes would possibly show much of fauci's failures and how he's been more political than scientific remember fauci's the same guy who praised new york as doing it correctly while he flogged florida on multiple occasions he misled the american people on masks got it wrong on herd immunity and downplayed the efficacy of the vaccine he's admitted to lying in order to affect behavior now in a just world he'd have been fired by now instead he's been lionized and fauci does not want that to stop you see the longer this pandemic stays at the fore the longer he gets to stay famous it's really as simple as that now on the topic of covid this was in the blaze today in california a high school baseball team suspended because eight senior the whole high school baseball team here was suspended because eight seniors took a yearbook photo oh my god without wearing masks a varsity baseball team at california at a california high school was suspended after pictures of the team's seniors were posted on social media they were suspended because they were not wearing masks in the photo eight senior baseball players at john burroughs high school in burbank california took a picture in january as part of a nearly 20 year tradition for varsity seniors to take a group photo for the yearbook the photo was organized by the boys moms and posted on social media according to kabc burbank unified school district officials saw that picture and, oh oh my goodness gracious they're not wearing masks and decided to punish those pesky students how dare they take a photo without wearing masks for violating covid 19 safety protocols by not wearing masks and not social distancing the entire varsity baseball team was suspended from organized practice and conditioning drills and all eight seniors were suspended for two weeks how about that uh in an email to uh the los angeles daily news school district superintendent matt hill explained his decision uh, we had a group of players and families dress up in uniform and take pictures on campus in violation of health orders no masks no social distancing and mixing of families 
They then posted the picture on a on a baseball social media site. No player or family from the team notified the coach, the school, or the district of this health order violation. He said, I've decided to delay the return of athletic conditioning for the JBHS baseball team by one week so that the team can review health guidelines and safety protocols. I look forward, though, to the team beginning conditioning on Monday safely. Uh, one of the boys' mother says, quote, I'm very disappointed that our kids are being punished for something that the moms arranged. And I understand that there are COVID protocols, but the boys, get this now, this, this speaks volumes, but the boys were just trying to make us happy. Another parent says it's an egregious abuse of power. Other players who spoke to KABC said they just want to move past the controversy and play ball. How many Americans feel the exact same way as those parents? Move past the controversy and play ball. I mean, come on. Do you not see the, the, the clear symbol here of COVID itself? How many Americans who aren't Dr. Fierauchi want to get past COVID, get back to normal life, and baby, play ball?